know how when someone gets traded, they'll immediately do the Photoshop, like whether it's of the baseball cap or even the entire uniform. The stuff's gotten pretty sophisticated. Eric Carlson is here and wearing a Pittsburgh sweater, and it's not fake. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of ZK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. We are today on the 13th of September, eight days away from the formal start of training camp in Cranberry. There's a group of now 50-plus players already wearing full practice gear and everything else and going through informal sessions, informal scrimmages, somewhat managed by staffers, not coached, not anything that could get anybody in any trouble. And Carlson is there and he's wearing the uniform. Listen, I have loved this game since childhood i found ways to enjoy it in a participatory way from playing coaching refing everything love 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 this beautiful sport and there's still a part of me after three plus decades of being a reporter and covering the penguins where i can see and feel the arrival of a great player for what it is. Do not, my friends, overlook what happened this summer. Overlook what's about to happen with this player taking the ice for the Penguins. This is a truly generational defenseman. This is truly a generational talent. He's first ballot Hall of Famer. The fact that he... And the fact that he he didn't do it in Pittsburgh, in fact, more often than not, was a thorn in Pittsburgh's side for so many years while he was in Ottawa, shouldn't take away from that arrival. The fact that Jerome Aginla came here from Calgary of all places where he had performed his entire career before Jerome ended up bouncing around into his retirement and wasn't utilized properly slash didn't fit slash whatever shouldn't be mixed in with this. Carlson is not the age that Aginla was when Aginla came. Carlson's got years left in him. Carlson is fresh off 101 points as a defenseman on a lousy team. He was setting up fourth liners for empty netters. And I don't mean empty netters where the goalie's been pulled. I mean empty netters where the goalie was fooled in covering so many of those Pittsburgh-Ottawa meetings, including the 2017 Eastern Conference Final, 
every game, obviously, Pittsburgh and Ottawa, and spending as much time as I did in the Senator's room and hearing those players, hearing the Daniel Alfredson types, Alfie, of course, is in the hall already, talk about Carlson. They did it as if they were talking about a maestro. And if you think I'm going over the top here, feel free to just hit pause or just discard the rest of this episode. I'm sharing something here that I've felt for a long time about this player. They would speak of him in some of the same ways that you're hearing if you're a soccer fan. The people in Miami or the people who follow MLS talking about the things that Lionel Messi is doing out there. Now, I'm not comparing you know, one of the great soccer players of all time to Carlson. But there's an impact that he has, Messi does, when he's on the pitch that Carlson has when he's on the ice. He's not an individually great player, meaning it's not his own game in some isolation that he affects. He controls the rink. He makes everyone better. He makes everyone look smarter, look more aware, and look more talented. He did it for a long time in Ottawa. He obviously did it in San Jose. And there's nothing to stop the imagination from thinking about what he can do in Pittsburgh where these aren't going to be a bunch of fourth liners. These aren't going to be players who he has to basically lead, uh, meaning metaphorically. These are players that'll just be able to fit with him, that'll be able to understand him, ideally. And on top of all that, the hunger that he's shown over his career the passion that he's exhibited, whether it was playing for the Senators or the Sharks or for Sweden in international competition, is the kind of stuff that we can appreciate in Pittsburgh as to how a superstar is supposed to carry themselves. Uh, we can snicker, and we did over the years, and I had my own laughs about it at some of Carlson's, let's say, Lack of interest in expending himself excessively in the defensive zone. But then you look at the end of the night and you'll see that he had seven or eight blocked shots to lead both teams. And you don't remember one of them. You know why you don't remember them? Because the official NHL tracking for a blocked shot includes shots that get blocked with the stick. This dude reaches out with the blade and just. He doesn't just block it or redirect it. He taps it down to himself and then makes a breakout off of it. This person, as you and I are communicating, this very second is a Pittsburgh Penguin. That blows my mind. It just does, still. And what made me think of this today? Well, late yesterday afternoon, the Penguin social media put out some photos, the first ones they've put out from these impromptu sessions up there. And there, there he was. He, he's wearing the jersey. This is really good. This is a really, really good thing. <laughs> Cogent hockey analysis. When we come back, J1Q. 
This segment of Daily Shots brought to you by Family Table. Mom-inspired, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door. No prep, no mess, just reheat. That gives you more time for your family or hobbies. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. Use the code DK40, that's DK40, for 40% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon Thursday for Monday delivery. Family Table, bringing families back to the dinner table. Today's J1Q comes from Scotty, and it's not even a question. He just says, bring on hockey. Bring on the season already. I- I'm there with you, Scott. I am. I-, I-, I didn't know that I'd be here. I didn't know that I'd feel this way at this point in time. Watching this team just sag toward the end of last season. Covering that obscene game against the Rockford Icehogs on home ice. After, remember, the Penguins had been basically gifted a playoff spot. The previous night, they went out and just threw it away. And having that seem like it's just the end of of everything. And I still wasn't going to reach the point where I would say, you know, break up the core, anything like that. Because I understand what the objective is here. You have, even though they're older, these living legends on your team. And you feel like just as they did right by you to win three Stanley Cup championships, it's okay to do right by them in their continuing effort to win more. I am a buyer on this concept, and I'm not going to change that. But it also looked so hopeless in that moment. Not so much because of them. Sid and Gino played fine. Latang was fine. Heck, Chris Letang probably had a better season than most people realized. But you didn't get any goaltending, and you had a GM who had no clue regarding asset management, regarding how to build a third and fourth line, regarding what type of defense he even wanted to put together. But things began rolling that night in Columbus with the firings of Ron Hextall and Brian Burke. And they really started to take off a little bit with the hiring of Kyle Dubas. And then Dubas just went whoosh from there. Made a ton of really smart, really heady moves, complex, layered stuff that involved very clearly a lot of work, a lot of research, a lot of preparation, a lot of phone calls. But he got it done. And he brought Carlson here. And I don't know why. It was four photos that were sent out yesterday on the Penguins' Twitter, and only one of them was of Carlson. But you could see it. He's wearing the uniform. In the background, there's Tristan Jari, just for further confirmation that the thing was real, right? And it felt like for as many times as we've talked about it on this show, as many times as I've written about it, This was the first time I tried to put into my brain 
what adding a 101-point player to the back end of this team can mean. It feels like in following this franchise, especially over the past four or five years, where not a lot's gone right, certainly not at the end of seasons, there's a there's a cumulative, a, a snowball rolling down the hill effect of the emotions, meaning things have just gotten gradually worse and worse and worse and worse with each passing year. And then this happened. And this really should not be lumped in with the rest. The supporting cast is stronger. That's to Dubas' credit. The supporting cast is going to be the strongest the Penguins have had in a while. But this guy, this guy coming into the equation, don't be assigning any precedent to what you're about to see. Form your own opinion, including if you think there's going to be terrible or whatever. But this blows precedent out of the water. I appreciate the, the, the I was going to call it a question. It wasn't really a question. Just some excitement. I, I'm excited too, okay? I want to see this. I want to lay eyes on this. Let's do it again tomorrow, everybody. 